Hey everybody, AJ here. Just wanted to get out in front of this episode and say we had a few audio snafus while recording this episode, uh, so there are varying levels of quality at a few points throughout this show, um, but the content of the show is still very good, so uh, hopefully you can bear with us uh, with that. Uh, without further ado, here is the episode. Everybody and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. My name is Peter Bond. I've read every book in the main series. However, my co-hosts are reading the series for the first time. With me today is my friend and closest confidant, India Jones. Hello. How you doing, Inch? I, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm really excited. I'm ready yeah. to go. Yeah, me too. I'm feeling good. How was, uh, how was your Saturday? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I thought it was just, just casual. <laughs> I thought it was because just casual. Just check yeah. it in. It was a gag. It was a gag. And yeah, <laughs> with me, with, with me as my producer of the show, AJ Flary, the kids here. Hello, 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 hello. And and last but not least, um, I found out recently on a Patreon episode he has a killer Scooby Doo impression. It's Joshua Dean Baker. <laughs> I t- that was only two weeks ago, and I've blacked out that memory. I don't remember doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was incredible, and I just learned that the dude who does the Scooby-Doo voice nowadays has also been doing Fred for so long. Super yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. Oh, wow. Oh. Anyway, um, with us today is a special guest. Uh, is It's Books with Brittany. Welcome to the show. Hello. Welcome. Thank you guys for having me on. Um, you... Uh, Ooh. First, check, you know, they'll be, I'm doing a great job here. <laughs> doing a great job. all of that, so AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just said welcome back to you. I, I caught it, but I was like, no, I love it. I love this energy. That's like classic me anyway, so I'm really okay with that. That's just who I am. Okay, yeah. That's good. It's a very chaotic show you've got this going, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, listen, you know, Brittany has a YouTube channel. It's in our description. Um, she's... Reading the books, she talked to Steve. I don't know. I guess in my mind, it's rather obvious. And it's like, of course, you know who Brittany is. But, you know, Aja, this is not my best intro. I got to tell you. Yeah, uh, Br- Brittany, for those of you who don't know who you are, you just can give us a little rundown of the, the content you create, I suppose, and your, your journey with Malazan thus far. Yeah. I, um, so I have the, the YouTube channel, Books with Brittany. I read mostly adult sci-fi fantasy for the channel. I read a little horror, some young adult, too. Um but in, I think the end of 2019 is when I started reading Malazan. It was off to a rough start. <laughs> and I'm continuing <laughs> it, hoping to, uh, hoping to finish it this year. Um, but I usually do like one book every other month. And I just finished Bone Hunter, The Bone Hunters in January. So in March, I'm going to be picking up Reaper Scale. Very wow. fun. I noticed you hit it with yeah. the Malazan, the way the way yeah, Steve you got the correct the, the correct pronunciations. <laughs> it's like every other time I say it, I say it a different way, and there's no rhyme or reason. Like people argue with you all the time, and I think when I did the <laughs> the interview with uh, Steven Erickson, I was like, you have to say Malazan, you have to say it right, <laughs> but it still comes out Malazan half the time. So, mm-hmm. oh my god, I mean, my, the pronunciations on this show, you know, it's. <laughs> It's Famously, Pete never gets anything wrong and never doubles down for months at a time. So. I've never doubled down. I've never doubled down. Anyway, um, so yeah, we invited Brittany on the show. We're excited to have her on. We're going to wrap up Midnight Tides, our read-through of the book's over. So we're just going to talk big picture thoughts about this whole book, answer a bunch of listener questions, and just to kind of blast through it. J-Bone, do you want to ask us this? Do you want to read this first question that came in from uh, for us? Yeah, no problem. So, first question for our mailbag today comes from Chris L., who's got two questions. First up, I really enjoyed rereading along with you guys and seeing all the little clues about Bug, especially falling into the canal because he thought he heard his name in the scene directly following Withal praying to mail. Do any of these stick out to you guys after just a first read? Do you want to do that question first? I didn't. I definitely didn't put that together, let the record show. No, yeah, not in the slightest. No. I, like... I know Steve enough at this point to know that wh- wh- whatever the bug reveal was going to be would be someone that we've heard the name of before, but I didn't think it would be a god, like a full-blown one. I had no idea. 
yeah the, the, the canal thing's funny though you know it's yeah. really good I, I love that it's a really good catch i i kind of want to go back and read that i don't yeah i feel like this whole book on a reread is like just the whole time they're like hey bugs mail hey bugs mail hey bugs. like <laughs> i like pete i feel like for you it got annoying maybe <laughs> like, steve, steve is laying it on pretty thick yes, a lot of he the lays time. it on right yeah. he is laying it on pretty thick sometimes i That's i funny. really liked we didn't talk about it much but at the end of the book when but when uh to holes like we really didn't eat anything <laughs> for eight years that yeah. really got me because <laughs> the whole book i had been wondering like they really never eat real food what's up with that um, so that's pretty great. Uh, and the second half of Chris's questions is, do you have any predictions for how or if the Lether storyline will tie into the stories about the Balazans? Inge, what do you think? I have no idea. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the relevance, honestly. Everything that happens in these books, it just kind of happens to me, you know? I, I'm, not, I'm never expecting it. And I also have no idea like what's going to come next so i've probably there's my answer <laughs> i have none and i have no information to back that up so yeah Aj, what's your hot take uh, i don't have a hot take i think I, I think we will uh hear from lether again because i think it's pretty in, impossible to have like a an undead god king uh and not be in the rest of these books i think but we'll see i guess I, for the record, wouldn't call him undead. All right, Britt, I'm going to ask you this question. This one comes in from Das Bones. Dash Bones, maybe? I don't know. How would you feel recommending Midnight Tides as the first book in the series for someone to start to read? Not saying what? I recommend it, but curious how you, what you think. I've actually had a couple people tell me that they've started with Midnight Tides before. Yeah, some people's reading order is crazy to me, but I guess, I don't know. I... <laughs> just am a type of reader where like I kind of would trust the author so I wouldn't recommend it that way um I would just go in the order of publication because that's just generally what I tend to do and I also feel like I mean I guess there's not really that many connections but I did enjoy my time reading Midnight Tides with some of even if it's just with the world building like I think some of it wouldn't have meant as much if mm -hmm. it was the first book that I read so mm -hmm. I wouldn't personally recommend that but I don't know if it would be bad to do so mm. Like, I, I get it. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a self-constained story in a lot of ways. Um, you don't really need to know the first four books to really get this story. And I do think in a lot of ways it's a better written book than Gardens of the Moon. I do get how it's more approachable, right? But <laughs> I don't think it's the book to start with. I do, like, I don't know. I, I, really, I really don't think it's the book to start with because I feel like it means so much more having already met Troll A and B, you would be, I mean, you're already kind of confused with the Avowed and his whole gang of misfits, but at least you know there's other parts of the world when you get to this as book five, and you know yeah. anything about the Crimson Guard. Like, uh, and they, they even talk about Malastan. Like, you, if that happened and this was your first book, you'd be like, well, that's the title of the series. I guess that's important. I don't know yet. <laughs> and yeah. it would be a weirder turn. It's already a weird turn, book five, to be like, all right, we're going to Letharis. You haven't heard of it. It's a different place. The Eater are there. But to start with it and then to leave it and not come back for several books. If ever. If, if ever. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> nice, nice, <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> I, th I mean, and even with the prologue of this book, like it starts with you, the, the Eater and the Andy being different people. Oh, my and God. That would be a nightmare. The change Jamal is like, like, holy shit, what's happening? Yeah. Um, even more so than Guards. I love the prologue, but at least you knew what the different like types of races were. Right. From the previous right. books. Mm -hmm, you're like mm -hmm. you like I get it. We're doing Tisty. We're doing big. We're doing ancient right, Tisty right. shit, you know? Yeah. All right, Aj, keep it moving. What's our next cue? Okay. Uh, this next one comes from Kate Orlong uh, on our Discord. To what extent do you guys think the Crippled God's involvement in this book influenced the Eater's journey? Oh, I mean... Oh. India, did, were you raising your hand or were no. you saying no? no. <laughs> I think she was raising her hand too. Swallowed away the question. Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> I, I mean, I think like it, without the crippled God, there's no sword, right? There's no hand in Mozag. So I, I, I mean, that's what's implied, I guess. So I feel like the eater kind of would have just stayed this like semi subjugated people without that. 
right? I don't really know. There still would have been a, a war, but like they wouldn't have been led by an unkillable god king with an army of demons. So probably would have been a bit different outcome. Mm. I don't know. I mean, because we don't even know fully the connection between Han and Mozag and the, the crippled god. Oh, yeah, like, we don't know how they met like... or like how early. Because that's true. Was the crippled god the one leading Han and Mozag to even unite the Eater in the first place? You right, know? that's what I mean. Like, Han and Mozag might not even be in charge by the time we get to, like, where we start Midnight Tides if the crippled god didn't get involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, so much stuff. Like, then they, that's what I'm saying. They would just, like, be in their valley or whatever, just, like, chilling for another X question mark amount of years. Hmm. I don't know, man. That's all I got. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know there's, like, a feeling in which it's, like, there's, like, a tangible sense that, like, yeah, like, there was, like, all this, you know, magic sword, blah, 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 blah. There's, like, a tangible sense to it. But, like, I feel like, if anything, it's, like, no, like, the crippled god had no effect. And, like, if anything, is kind of more of a symbol of, like, the corruption, the rot of these people. Do you know what I mean? I get that, but also the sword doesn't exist without the crippled god. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, there's a physical <laughs> aspect in which yeah, it's yeah, manifesting yeah, yeah, yeah. in the story. But, like, I don't know. If you took the whole crippled god element out of it, it really wouldn't change the story that much. Do you mean it's just like it's about, like, a people who get corrupted and, like, about, do you mean a fall? What, yeah. what Josh? Question. And what's corrupting them? <laughs> the cor- what's corrupting? No, sorry, sorry, what? What's corrupting them, though? What's corrupting them, Josh, is... um. Colonialism, <laughs> money, expansion, it's all this stuff, you fucking piece of <laughs> Well, because the Warlock King would have still wanted power, I feel like. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But where does his power come <laughs> from, Brittany? He would have found he would have tried to find it anywhere. Yeah, that dude's <laughs> ambitious. But it's like, isn't it just <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> I get what you're saying that like the, the, the themes in the story of the general arc of the book like wouldn't change without the crippled god. But the question was kind of did it, did it, did the crippled god affect the eater's journey? Well, sure. Which in I, a physical way, yes. In this story, the, he gives them a magic sword. Yes, you know. So, yeah, there's a magic sword in the book. Is that what you want me to say? Well, access to his like <laughs> Warren you. and all the demons. Oh my god. I did want to shout out Kate Orlong post a bunch of great pictures of cats great cat pics from her you know <laughs> just shouting out yeah. you know yeah exclusive discord content you want to join our discord love the cat uh, pics you know love a good yeah. cat pic all right and you want to yeah. read the next question oh my god kate's Inch? cat is too good I'm looking now. it's really Get long off. that's the thing about her cat she's like i have a long cat it's just all these long oh it's so good <laughs> Inch, hit it. inch, inch, bring the show back to Tappy. Yes, you guys go ahead. You guys finish. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, this question is from Erin, the queen of memes. A fun question Jonas. for the crew. Inspired by Rulad. If you had to have one object stuck in your hand forever, <laughs> I already have an object stuck in my hand, and it's my cell phone. So Nice, nice, nice commentary. Like society, man. <laughs> So my first thought is like I, I cook like every night and so it would be convenient to already have a chef knife in my hand But then I had to go through a whole life with chef hand in, in hand chef knife in hand and that's deadly So I guess not my first thought was like trying <laughs> genie it like can I choose a gold bar and then sell the gold bar But it's stuck to my <laughs> hand so <laughs> I just want to choose something really small that doesn't that doesn't hinder my right. daily activities. Right. <laughs> oh, that's smart. Maybe like like maybe just like the, the the NFC chip from my credit card, so I can just like boop. Yeah. Like I don't oh. have to, you know, so I can just like I can that's check a out. Pretty good idea. That's really thank good. you. Thank you. That's the, we're getting into some some transhumanism here, but that's what that's what Bill Gates wants you to do, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I just want to shout out someone also built on the question and said, what object do you want to get your stuck on your head? Like shirk in the book. So pretty good. <laughs> that's that's really good. Um, I have no strong answer. Thought it was a fun question. It's a very fun. Yeah. question. I, I think having a big gem on your forehead is is like a move is a, a vibe, you know, sounds very anime, mm-hmm. very anime, very yeah. anime. 
<laughs> All right. This this email comes in from Tovio. Hi, I've really been enjoying the podcast since finding it this December, and I've been inspired to read more Malazan books outside of the main Erickson 10 and the pair of Esselmonts I've read. I only regret not being able to binge the second half of this podcast. It is a delightful way to think back, get more viewpoints, and reminisce about the Malazan world and all of the old favorite characters, including one of the most relatable characters in literature, Ubala Pung. Thanks for the company. You left out the thanks for the company. Thanks for the right. company. <laughs> I really appreciate this email. I feel like, Pete, when we started the show, it, we were kind of confused about, not confused about, but like worried that it wasn't going to catch an audience just because like sure. if people have already read the books, why would they want to listen to people read it for the first time? This was something I thought for sure. Yeah. And then also like, how are people going to find it if they're reading it for the first time? Um, so, I mean, an email like this, it's like, oh, I read the whole thing and I listened to the podcast. I don't know. And saying it inspired them to read more of the the the, the Malazan books. That's, you know, I don't know. That feels nice. That's great. I agree. Uh, yeah. Love a good love, love a good yeah. friendly email. Forms the cuckolds of your heart, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I do. Uh, the word is that's definitely not You said word. cuckolds, not cuckolds. You said cuckolds of your heart. That's the word. It's cockles. cockles. Anyway, I quickly wanted to derail the show completely. <laughs> oh <my God>. um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Brittany, you, we were talking about you just read Bone Hunters and like we were talking, we were talking because his thing was broke about you yeah, had listened to the show a bit, right? And like, how how would you feel, man? Totally derailing the show, but I think part of the reason I really loved Midnight Tides the first time I read it, right, was that I was so confused for the first couple of books, and then I got to this book and I felt like I'd really adjusted to Erickson's writing style and how he writes stories, and I was like, we're starting again from page one. I'm here for the whole fucking ride. You know, and like mm -hmm. it's a really good book, too. So I feel like I was able to go there, go from A, B, C, D, E and tell a whole story. And it was so, you know, I think it punched me in the that gut in that way. How do you feel like so I feel like that's to, to touch back on the first question. I think part of that's the reason why it's kind of crazy to start reading this book like this. You know, I think it's well better written, but like half of the ball is also just learning how to kind of read this this type of story in a way you know yeah how do you feel like your reading of it is now especially since you're past us and you're on to bone hunters soon on to reaper's gale oh it's rough <laughs> so <laughs> i think exactly like what you said and i was actually just re-watching my reading blog for midnight tides before this because i read it in november um and i have said the same thing like i knew the fifth book going in i was fine with starting with a new cast of characters and location i was like okay this is what we signed up for let's do it and but for some reason I was still thrown off at the beginning. I think it's I couldn't connect to the plot of the story for the first like twenty percent or so. Um, mm. But I remember saying in that vlog that this was the book that I got to that I finally realized like how his books are meant to be read and that I didn't need to stress over every single little detail. And it helped talking to him about that and and hearing him specifically mm. say you are not meant to catch every detail the first time you read it like. That's not what I was trying to accomplish with my book. And that kind of made me feel better about my reading experience because I would get stressed out thinking like I am not piecing every single thing together that I need to or making all these connections. At the same time, I struggle with it because I review the books for my channel and males on fans are hardcore. <laughs> and so it's mm. like the fear of like missing things or getting things wrong kind of puts stress on me while I'm reading it too. So I'm still trying to figure out a way to go forward and find a way that works for my reading enjoyment, but still allows people to get something out of watching my videos, I guess, but it's a complicated balance. Mm -hmm. hmm. Ditto. I agree. Um, I don't know, man, like just a whole, it's a, it's kind of a, it's a thing. I mean, Malzan fans, we got, there's stuff going on, you know, hmm. there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I did not rate The Bone Hunters as highly mm. as people were expecting, I got mm. so many messages being like, you're not ready to finish the series. You better, like, Ugh. do X, Y, Z. We and, know that feeling like, very well. Yeah, I was to say, we've, yeah, we've gotten those messages. It's like, it's hard. You know, you put yourself out there, and mm -hmm. so you have to accept it. But some of these are harder than others. <laughs> yeah. 100%. You know, there's, you know, the community's got good parts, bad parts. One of the worst parts about this community for a long time is I think the the prevailing opinion of, like, well, AJ, if you didn't like the book, it's because you're an idiot and you didn't yeah. like. Yeah, so it's it's a genius thing that you just didn't understand, you know. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I rated it four stars. So. <laughs> four out of five and people were still pissed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Really mad. I think there's just a large community that just feels like a, a not insignificant minority of the Malzahn fandom that believes these are perfect books, every word. And that well, like also, when I'm reviewing books, I'm very careful to 
say, like I, I just say about my experience and my personal yeah. and preferences. Mm-hmm. And I'm never like, this book is bad. And if yeah. you like it and you think it's perfect, then you're stupid. Like, I'm just like, nah, I like this in my books and it did this. So it didn't work that well for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, let's, let's, let's get the show back on Trickety Track. Josh, this is a question for you. Okay. <laughs> well, we can keep hanging out in the. No, 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 no that's that's good. You just said trickety track. No, I love getting back on trickety track. <laughs> you know, that's a phrase. The kids are saying it. It's like, okay. no, nope. it's nope. lit. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, let me yeet this question to you. Okay. <laughs> From the elder god Draconis, uh, I think. You had a best thing you've ever read almost every episode this book. Now the book is over. Do you have a definitive one? Uh, I'll start by saying I'm a hyperbolic man. And so <laughs> uh, you just I'm going to say it's the best thing I've ever read pretty much every episode from till I die. So get ready for that. So it's a it's a meaningless compliment is what you're saying. It is. It is. If I ever like if someone made me something and I told them it's the best thing I've ever eaten, I'm lying to their face. But that is how my brain works. Um, I will I will say that without thinking. Um, sorry. Uh, I don't know if I have a best thing in this book because I feel like a lot of what I liked were the were like whole storylines. Um, maybe it's Tehol and Bug at the end and Bug not having wiped Tehol's memory. I really, really loved that. Because I fully expected Bug to be like, go back into Elder God mode and kind of just be like, well, this was a fun side story in my endless saga of a life and mm. just kind of move on. But I really liked that he was like, nah, I'll stick here a bit longer. I thought it was really nice. He's chilling out. Mm-hmm. Inge, do you think you're cold iron or hot iron? God damn it. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, I would have to say hot iron. You know, Nailed not intentionally, sure. but for sure, I'm a reactive gal. <laughs> I'd like mm. to think I'm cold. I'm definitely hot. I got no. I know. I, I wish I was cold. <laughs> Me too. <You> know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's a more serious question. They both come in from our from uh, from Inch, who? I don't know. Arc, ma'am. I don't know. Maybe. OK, we'll go with that. Inch, do you think knowing Troll's eventual fate as revealed in book four affected your reading of his storyline in book five? Yeah, um, mostly because I just the whole time was like, is it going to be now? Is it going to be now? <laughs> is it going to be now? Is it going to be because of this? And it just never, it never came. So at the end, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit salty about it because I thought I was going to find out. But other than that, it didn't affect it at all. Hmm. Aj, what do you think? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, obviously, I, I think there's it's impossible to come into this book and that not affect your read of it, because like we end House of Chains and Charles like and here's my story. <laughs> and then like, you know, you start Midnight Tides, you're like, OK, this is going to be about Troll. And I don't think we see Troll for the uh, little bit. I think we start off with he's the Minas. opening of chapter one. What are you talking about? Is he the opening? chapter? Yeah, he's running. Like, he's watching. He's like, I just okay. saw the seals be killed. That's right. I forgot. I mean, I guess that's such a different troll than the troll we end up with in House of Chains. Like, he was such a, he was a younger man. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I think it's I do still think it's impossible to to, to not have that affect your read. But uh, uh, I don't know. India, I think I come off the opposite. I, I was kind of not glad, but like pleasantly surprised that we didn't get like the specific event that leads to troll shorning. Like, I think getting this setup of like who Troll is and his relationship with his family and like, you know, all of this stuff sets enough of a groundwork that you can kind of fill in the blanks yourself. Um, and I did go back and read a bit of the House of Chains prologue, and it says uh, Rulad basically says that the 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 Lether people, I guess, are like equal to him or something. Uh, and that was what gets him shorn. I don't know. Uh, but the, again, the specifics, I don't think really matter to me. So. I just like to know what's going on. I just like to know. Yeah, I mean, that's to- that's totally fair. I just like straight up forgot that he was. The- I mean, I knew in the back of my mind, but I get so wrapped up in like what I'm reading in the moment that I like was never thinking yeah. about him specifically in House of Chains or like what got him there. I was just like, what's going on right now? Mm. So I don't mm-hmm. think it affected my reading <laughs> damn all right well (laughs) egg on my face i guess yeah i mean the the story definitely does become way more about other people than troll right like which i was also really pleasantly surprised by because i thought like we were going to get a really troll heavy book and like it's about you know 
the Sengars and stuff, but there's so much that happened in this book that is not about Troll. Two sets of three brothers. Well, that's what I remember sort of thinking, like, I thought this was all a troll story. And so I was kind of surprised mm-hmm. when it wasn't right away, which I was fine with it. I was mm-hmm. glad it wasn't just his story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's actually going to do us, do it in for us on listener questions. And I want to clarify because we got, uh, we got some others that we, oh, oh, I've omitted. We're not answering right now. Got a, got a zing, got a zoom. Um, because I, I, I think there's a chance, Odge, you're, you're the producer here that we're going to put out a little, like mm-hmm. maybe just a little halfway Q and a retrospective talk about looking into the second half of the series. Yeah. Pete and I had talked about that. Josh and India, I don't think we've actually broached that subject with you yet. Yeah, this is news. <laughs> On air, baby. This is, the second, this is the second podcast in a row. Pete has dropped some big change <laughs> on me to how we're doing the programming. <laughs> um, I think, oh, no, but I do think that like doing a, a kind of halfway check-in would be a good thing for us to do. So are you saying you're saving questions saving for that? Saving a few questions for that. Saving a few cues. Keeping them in the back pocket. Sure. Go Why ahead. do you do that Neat. That vocal raise, the back pocket? Why are you doing Why? Who are you trying to, are you trying to be? Damn. <laughs> Jeez, you're, you're doing this cool cat voice today. <laughs> He's trying to keep the energy high, dude. It's like yeah, 11 o'clock yeah. at night. <laughs> That's true. Josh has been bullying me now on the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was gonna ask about brother zone but i guess you know um let's 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 kick it off um anyone can go first favorite brother sengar or bedic you're only getting one. Oh, that's tough i was gonna ask that mm. okay think, well, let's get yeah. let's get some out that aren't it fear benedus yeah oh benedict yeah he was out for a bit that makes him actually that raises him a bit for me better than fear (laughs) yeah i don't hall is a hard no for me Mm. i don't know about anybody else like there's only so much sad that you can be before you have before like in a book i need you to be not sad (laughs) and he was getting close and then he got stabbed in the throat and so that kind of cuts your character development short all right someone's got to choose it's not me all right yeah, pretty. I was just going to say, I think Troll and Rulad, like, I know you shouldn't say Rulad because he's not a good guy, but he's, to me, he's by far the most interesting. I w- yeah, and agreed, agreed. And storyline, mm-hmm. I tend to like the bad characters in books anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just, I guess, I, guess, ugh, I don't want to say that because I don't want to spoil anything, but I want um, to know more. I always want to know more about him, but also... I can't choose the one without the other because Troll's love for him and like wanting to save him and help him and how hurt he was by what happened to him when he first died, the whole relationship they had with one another, it wasn't all good or all bad. I don't know. I loved that. I think mm-hmm. that was like the highlight. Yeah, that dynamic. To me. Yeah. I, I think un- for me, until the last couple chapters, I mean, I was a to whole stand and I am till I die. But I really think that Breeze fucking just captured me in the palm of his hand in the in the throne room scene. And I would love to know I what I want more of him. Unfortunately, I think he's going to be an undead sea guardian or something. <laughs> I don't really know yet, but I, I, I think it might it may have shifted to Breeze just just slightly. Yeah, I think, uh, Brittany, I'm in that same boat with you where like Rulad's story is the most interesting but I don't think I would say he's my favorite brother. Mm-hmm. I do think Josh Breeze, I think, is my favorite brother. And I think throughout like the second half of the book, he really took that spot from Troll uh, in, in my heart, I guess. Um, mm. And I, I, and I do feel like his his like his whole storyline was kind of cut short because like all the stuff with him being able to like read the tiles and like, you know, he has this like deeper connection with. I guess, you know, the holds or Warrens or whatever it is that we just didn't get to explore because now he's going to be an undead sea guy. Yeah. Or um, something else. We don't know. Or something else. That's true. Uh, yeah. yeah. Featherwitch does have them fingies. Oh, I forgot she got. Oh, the hell's yeah. fingies. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I think I'm going to have to say Breeze came out on top for me. And I think Troll is still a close second. But India, who you got? Um, I agree. With AJ and Brittany, that um, Roulette is definitely the most interesting. But in just just in terms of my enjoyment of the book overall, I'm probably going to have to say um, 
Tejo because he's hilarious. And I enjoyed those parts of the book the best. Mm. I love Tejo. I feel like Tejo's emotional payoff is really good too. Like ah. we spend the whole time being like really goofy and light and all this stuff. And then once Bug reveals himself as male, then we get kind of like a kind of sincere side, you know, which I thought was a nice shift. Love it. <laughs> I, I no, I agree with Brittany. I mean, I think it's kind of obvious. Rulad's like the most interesting character in the book. And well, that's a big statement, a, a very interesting <laughs> character, you know, but you know what I mean? And I, I, for me, he's the most interesting by far. And I do get kind of pairing this troll. But for me, it's not even a choice. Uh, here's my official statement. Would choose every Sengar brother over any Bedek brother. Really? You're choosing Benedis over, over any of them. See you. You know? Can you give me uh, you mean your top three character traits of Benedis? <laughs> sure. I'll even, set, I'll even settle for two. <laughs> sure. He's quiet. He is in touch. <laughs> <laughs> He's in touch with magic. And to me, he seems to have, be, have a soft side to him. So, yeah. <laughs> well, but Pete, but Pete, you were the one that said you have to pick one. And I picked one and I'm picking Benedict. You're picking Benedict as your <laughs> no, favorite your overall. Wow. No, okay. no, I'm picking, I'm picking Roulette, but I'm just saying okay. if I had to create a brother's tier list, all four Sengars are above all three Bedex, you know? Hmm. Wow. Anywho, is. Of an official opinion, I think Tail's the least favorite. I said it. We gotta keep moving though. <laughs> I do think I do think the 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 Sengar like storyline as opposed to the Bedic storyline is better. But I also think yeah. that's just because like Hull doesn't really do much after what chapter like twelve or something, and then he shows back well, up in chapter imagine? twenty. One like... of the brothers just kind of vanishing and not being part of the fucking story, <laughs> right, Pete? <laughs> Well, but to be I fair, don't... Steve did tell us it was a story of, of, of two stories of three brothers. And so Benedict isn't counted that, in that yeah. count. But I also think this, the, the Eater storyline is so much more about the brothers and their domestic drama, like colliding with each other, as opposed to the Bedek mm -hmm. stuff, which is like they're mm -hmm. so like to the wind, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's true. Plus, we get that really good scene where they're all laughing over the wine. Uh, God, that scene ripped my heart out. Heartbreaking. I remained oh. unaffected. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We we get it, Inge. We Heart of Stone it. India. <laughs> Can't penetrate. <laughs> uh, I think this had a lot of sadness, this whole book. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. We're, I guess we're at the end of the show, or the end of <laughs> well, the... We do, like, final thoughts and stuff? Or the no? end of, well, the end of the... It's, it's, time, it's time to go big. Time to go big, baby. Okay. What? We're going big. Big picture thoughts. We're big picture big. thoughts. Big oh, picture. Okay. Big okay. picture thoughts. Jeez, Louise, we're going big. Sorry, I should lower my voice. Is this better for you, Josh? Big picture. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, I just. Yeah, Getting that's in. really good. I don't yeah. want to tune it up too much or give you the wrong impression or anything. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, All right, Inge. No, I'm no, I'm not going first. You're I'll going. Go you're going second. All right. Fine. <laughs> Okay. And, and you're going to like it. <laughs> um, are we doing our ranking here as well? No, let's do that later. Just let's talk. Okay. Big picture thoughts. Midnight Tides. Aj, you connected with Troll so much in House of Chains. I did. What did you make of your sad boy in this book and the greater story of what's going on in Letharith? Um, I didn't connect with Troll as much as I did in House of Chains, uh, which I guess maybe <laughs> says a lot about how sad I am. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, 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 I did connect more with Troll, I think, um, in certain scenes and stuff. But I think a lot of that was just because he was playing the dynamic of like a brother and not because of Troll's character specifically. Mm. Um, and I mean, I definitely wasn't like in those scenes where I was like really feeling for Troll. I don't think I was carrying over any feelings from my my House of Chains feelings about Troll, which were very high. But I do think like overall, this book told a really great story. Uh, and I am the youngest of four siblings, so I felt a lot every time we were talking about Rulad and like his relationship with his his older siblings and stuff. So I think in some levels, this was the most like emotionally affecting, um, not definitely didn't make me like cry the most. That's still the end of Memories of Ice still has that, uh, I guess, holds that medal or whatever. But there was definitely a lot of times in this book where I was just like, ugh. I just like felt like I was like hit in the stomach just for through all like the the sibling dynamics stuff. Um, so this is a really great book, really great battle scenes as well. 
and uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just the, the the it being a self-contained story, but with the context of the rest of the the, the other books, um, I think really made this a, a, a clear, like strong uh, entry in this series. That's what I got. So, are you going to say anything? Or are we just going to move right to India? <laughs> All right, Indy, what do you think? Because people yeah, stop Peter's smiling just, at me. Peter's I'm like, what do we do now? Yeah, I don't know. Brittany, this is, was, this is I, every time. I was this trying to stare time. daggers at India to make her, you know, I thought you, it was going to work. It didn't. You look Peter, like. You I'm can't. Like, how do we know whose turn it is? Yeah, that's, yeah. Not, that's not how these meets work. Yeah, and we're all looking what I mean. at you can't, you can't be directional with the webcams. India, what would you, what'd you it think It was towards you, Inge. Okay. Okay. Big thoughts. So goes without saying that um, each one of these books presents a new challenge for me every time I read them, which I think makes it a little bit harder for me to connect to the characters like you guys seem to be able to, um, because I'm so stuck in trying to understand what the fuck is going on. (laughs) So this book, I think, was um, definitely easier to follow than the others. I think the story was pretty interesting. It lacked the kind of love interest that you know that I enjoy that some of them have, Mm. like really Mm. small parts that I get to hold on to and enjoy. So it didn't have that, but that was okay because the story itself wasn't, um, it just wasn't as like tricksy as I feel like they usually are where I need to Mm. like pay, well, I did need to pay attention to things, but it wasn't as difficult, I guess. Um, So in that way, I think I really liked it. Any other thoughts? The story itself, I think, was pretty good. I more enjoyed reading this book than the other books. Like, I would say, um, I think in the episodes, like, oh, I think this is pretty good. Um, Or I, I really liked this, this, and that was different than the other books as well. I would say, what else? I think that's pretty much it for me. I think I, I overall, I thought it was pretty good. Still not as easy to follow as my usual book that I would read, but definitely easier. So if you're diving into it for the first time, you know, um, I kind of get why somebody might read this one first. Going back to that conversation. Mm. But yeah, so that's it for me. Nice. Brett, you said you read the book in November, but looking back on it now, a little hindsight in the rearview mirror, what do you make of it? Definitely the more time that has passed, the more like fondly that I remember this book. So I like it better now. Just I think it like takes a bit to settle with you almost. And I definitely thrive with these more contained stories. I I like that better. I'm a very character-driven reader. So if I have characters to cling to. Um, so I really enjoyed this book. I think that this is the book where just a lot of, I love Stephen Harrison's writing style so much. So there were so many quotes that just really spoke to me from this book specifically. And a lot of things that I felt like he was relating to like real world experiences, whether that's like the, the human experience or wars or greed or just different things like that, that I thought stood out to me so much more in this particular book compared to the others. And then I guess what's probably strange is for me, like I didn't care as much about the theory and the either like the, the fight between them. It was more like certain characters that I latched on to. So like Udinas and Featherwitch, I loved those characters and Saren was a favorite character of mine. And then like Shirk and Kettle, those are like the highlights for me of this mm-hmm. story. Obviously Troll and Rulad, but just other characters that I connected to or related to in certain points stood out to me a lot in, in this book. So yeah, I really love this one. I, I, I want more like this in the series. Mm. We're not going to get more like this in the series, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm derailing a bit. Saren's a favorite <laughs> character. I, I love Saren. Like, what, <laughs> People always want to talk about Saren. I'm always good to talk about Saren. Like, you know, what, 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 what makes you love Saren? I just everything about her personality and then this is kind of hard because i know you guys probably don't want to bring it up in this show again but with what happens with her and i think if i remember correctly from the the discussion i don't think you guys were too fond of what happened with her and her memories but um so just like 
relating to personal experience with somebody who's been like abused and assaulted, my biggest takeaway from this book is probably her conversations of being able to have her memories, not specifically taken away, but to where she's like emotionally dealt with them and doesn't have mm-hmm. to like live with that pain specifically mm-hmm. anymore. And after that, I was just like, this, this is what speaks to me the most out of this mm-hmm. whole section of the book. And then the, the ending where wherever they're going, like, I just want more. I want to know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I want to follow them. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, just thinking. Thanks for sharing. Nice. <laughs> okay. I was like, is yeah. that bad? Is that no, upsetting? it's, not, it's not, not bad. No, it's just, great. It's great. Just, just, no. just. Yeah. Um, Josh. Yeah, is Josh, it my what, turn? You're a big picture, baby. We're just going to slide right picture. back in. Yeah. I really like this book as kind of the, the, uh, it's very antithetical to why I liked Memories of Ice. Because I feel like Memories of Ice is a really, really great case study of, like, three quarters of the book leading to super climactic last quarter of the book. And I mean, I think it's just the perfect example of that. And, like, the climaxes are, like, your standard fantasy battles, and I think that's awesome. In this book, he does the opposite. Every battle is over in six pages, and they're brutal, and they're much more, like, in a world where, like, there is magic that can do what magic does in this, then yes, this is what battles can look like sometimes. And it's really very, very different to how it's portrayed in Memories of Ice. And I really like that he's, that, you know, we're not using the same, uh, I mean, very similar to how the last book went, where, like, it was supposed to be three quarters of the book leading to one battle, and the battle didn't happen. Now we're seeing, no, the battles happen, they're horrendous, and you don't want to think about it too long. Uh, and I, I really, I don't know, I really liked it because, man, because this book did not feel, unlike the last couple, I feel like it didn't feel as much like a, a train building up momentum into the end. It just kind of felt like a very steady pace for me. I didn't feel like it ramped up as much, and I really liked it. I thought it was a very interesting, like, pace for me then. Hmm. I will Pete, just what are your say, big picture thoughts? <laughs> I was just, I will say, I was thinking about a response. So I have a response to the, what Brittany said, but I work, uh, we'll get to it eventually. I can't do it right now. Let's, like, get through these, this thing, you know. <laughs> okay. I just, you know, I was like, you know, you know, yeah. So, Josh, that was a great opinion. I loved it. I listened to it very <laughs> deeply. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just sorry. I, I really relate just... to what you just said too. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel a little yeah. bad. Anyway, um, I talked about it a bit on the spoiler cast, and um, you know, I talked about it a, a bit earlier on this. I think I really loved the book the first time I read it, and I think I liked it a little less this time. Not that I think hmm. like I still think it's an awesome book, hands down. You know, I think it's it's you know I could I don't know I don't need to keep extolling it, but I think it's one of those books that like. I don't know. I think it's like when I reread Memories of Ice, a book I loved the first time th- through. I think I'm I've been enjoying rereading the books I kind of didn't like the first time through or I liked less. Do you know what I mean? Like I already basically thought this was a good book. I read it and was like, you know, good book. Good job, Steve. You know, <laughs> like I like I didn't come away. I feel like I it kind of confirmed a lot of the things I already thought about this book. I discovered a few new layers, but like I had such a 100 percent difference re- rereading Guns of the Moon. Or how's the chains one of these types of books so you know i think i thought it was a good i thought i enjoyed the book still enjoy the book you know i talked more about it in the spoiler cast that's about all i have to say um now let's take a big breath and do a quick <laughs> yeah let, let's do a quick little little five little five ranking you know i'm gonna quick go first you know here's uh oh i have to think about that i'm ready all right, if you're ready, you go. I'm actually not ready to go Here, first. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> go, go first because... I'm, I know. <sighs> Fine. Well, I was going to say, I'll go first because I haven't read all five. Oh, um, right, right, right. So I'm currently, I guess, uh, to, to, to promote future material, uh, I'm reading the first two books right now, uh, and Pete and I will talk about it in a one big show uh, within the next, I don't know, little month or so, probably. Um, but currently, I think my rating goes... Uh, three, five, four. So I think it's Memories of Ice, Midnight Tides, House of Chains. What did we just read? We just read Midnight, Midnight Tides. Tides. Five. I'm. Yeah, hey, you, Josh, I'm, re- you go. I'm ready. I'm putting this on top. I'm putting Memories second. I'm putting Dead House Gates third. I'm putting House of Chains fourth and Gardens last. I think. Hmm. Well, want me to go? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You have it. Go. Um, House of Chains is my favorite. Then Memories of Ice, then Midnight Tides, then Death House Gates, and then Gardens of the Moon. 
And I won't say we're a bone hunter three two zero. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I, was, I almost want to hear the House of Chains takes. Like I'll, I'll, I'm going to the YouTube after this. I gotta hear the House of Chains takes. Yeah, we were pretty lukewarm on it overall. Yeah. Well, oh, looking, back, looking back, I think it was I think it was way better than I gave it credit for. I think if All I, right. I, well, I lay, lay down the take. Lay down the take. I'm here. I'm yeah. I'm here for it. It's Felician. Everything hmm. that wrapped it was because I was invested in these characters from Dead House Gates, which I did not love. I liked Gardens of the Moon better than Dead House Gates originally, but thinking back that changed. Um, mm. so between Felicia and Tavor and their whole story, I also loved following just Carsa Orlong for a bit in the beginning. Like I loved being one character that like was mm-hmm. superb for me. And then I mm. loved where the rest of the, I was like devastated by that book. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that, that Felicia and Tavor storyline is definitely all time. Like that's that I, I love, I love that storyline mm-hmm. and the, the payoff is extremely good as well. I yeah. get lost in like, like I love Memories of Ice, but the the grand scale of things and how big certain battles can be or following different mm. people and perspectives, like I get lost in that. I, I don't personally mm. love reading battles um, or combat type of situations. I, it's kind of boring for me a little bit sometimes, even okay. if it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. India, you have your rating? Yeah, I guess. So... <laughs> I think mine would also be, I don't, I think we might have the same order, Brittany, but I'm not sure. Um, House of Chains, Memories of Ice, Midnight Tides, Dead House Gates, Gardens. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, India, do you feel uh, like, are your reasons for, for House of Chains being number one the same? Essentially, yeah. I loved that. Mm-hmm. I was so invested in Felicent's story. Yeah. I know, um, yes, I know you're a Felicent head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that's why I really loved that one. Um, yeah. Memories was just fantastic, though. Memories um, of Ice was so good. And then Midnight Tides was pretty good, too. And then Dead House Case was kind of boring. And then Gardens was... I don't even... I don't ask me anything Yeah, about India, it. I, just, I just read chapter... I just read chapter two of Gardens of the Moon and how you kept going after that. Like, I know what's happening because, like, I know all these words, but there's some shit that happens in chapter two where it's like, here's a paragraph of just all nonsense words. And I'm yeah. like... <laughs> I, was like made, oh, wow. I was so upset for the first, like, two seasons <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> I think what's weird, too, is, like, Stephen Erickson made me hate Lisa so much in Dead House mm. Gates at certain times. Like, and yes. I don't know, when you go on that, like emotional roller coaster with a character where you're like i can't stand them they're detestable and then you just <laughs> want them to be happy right yeah yeah i love felison and anyone who tries to impeach her is like i just don't <laughs> i'm just saying there's a bunch of people who do who like don't like her character and like are actively felison like detractors and like hmm. it's, it's the same thing with the same thing with people who take away from the mibe do not understand it at all you know Anyway, um, listen, I got a hot take for you. Um, the thing is this, a lot of the days, books like Memories of Ice and Midnight Tides are at the top of the list because I feel like if I sat down and I thought about what book I'd actually want to reread, do you know what I mean? I think I'd, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to reread Memories of Ice. Do you know I mean? Like if I sit down, I'm probably going to re- reread one of this. I'm going to reread Midnight Tides. These books are, I think, kind of fun. They're self-contained stories. Always, they have a big fantasy adventure at the heart of it. I mean, something I really like. Do you know what I mean? Like Memories of Ice, you know, it's like, we're doing mm-hmm. it, you know. Um, but here's my list today. Here's how I'm feeling today. Feeling a little frisky tonight. Um, I got House of Chains number one, and then I'm doing number two, Dead House Gates. Then I'm doing number three, Gardens of the Moon. Then I'm doing number four, You're a fucking monster. <laughs> then I'm doing number four, Memories of Ice, and then number five, Midnight Tides. <laughs> You're okay. damn. I just feel like these, like this, like this is the list of books that, like, I feel like if I, it's like what I was just saying, like, if I reread Midnight Tides outside of having a fun time, I just don't know what else I'd get out of it. Do you mean? I feel like if I reread House of Chains, I'm gonna have, like, I listen, I don't like that book pretty much, you know, but I think I'd rather reread it than a book I like. I don't know, don't know, just feeling frisky tonight. So, so, you, so, you, so you're wrong. you are answering a different question. The question you gave us was, <laughs> what are your favorite books? And then you said, here's the order in which I think I'd get the most out of rereading them again, which is a different question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
That's yeah. how I feel about the Bone Hunters. Is I rank it last, but it's what I would want to reread the most because it's interesting. It That's an interesting oh, take. That, that does not Bone bode class. well for this next season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys will love it. It's wonderful. <laughs> That's one of those things, but but. Brittany, I was surprised, despite my insane list here, Brittany, I was surprised when you said House of Chains is your favorite thus far. I mean, I feel like that's like, uh, it's a minority opinion, and that's what I love having, hearing about people's different takes on these things, because everyone, I feel like, has a different, in a long series like this, everyone ends up with different books that, like, really speak to them in some way, and it's like, you know, that's what I'm here for. You know, you're here mm -hmm. for the, you know, here for different thoughts, you know? Mm -hmm. Anywho's, um... I have some open questions for Brittany. We got nothing going on, you know. Well, we don't know that. Um, we, we don't know that Brittany has nothing going on. No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to work out after this. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I was wondering how you, like, uh, selected these books to start with. Like, were you already interested in fantasy or was it recommended to you? Um. Yeah, I are, I have been reading fantasy for a long time and I like a challenge. So everybody was like, those books are too hard to read. And I was like, they're not going to be too hard to read. I'm going to read them. And then I was like, oh, this is kind of hard. But um, so, yeah, it just, it was like something that a lot of people on booktube had talked about and said like, okay, I don't really want to pick these up because it seems like too um, much to invest your time in. But I like, I mean, sometimes I like light fluffy things to read that don't take too much thinking, mm -hmm. but most of the time, like I want to have to really, really think about what's going on. Um, so I guess that's how I originally chose them. Cool. Yeah. So you enjoy reading them. You en you're enjoying. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's very it's a very frustrating process, and I think I said in one of my videos that it it feels like running a marathon sometimes. Like when you're running the marathon, the whole thing sucks, and I, I it doesn't suck reading it, but the payoff is good. So it's like kind of mm -hmm. similar to me. I get really frustrated because I'm like, how can I seriously not remember or like make these connections? Um, but I also like read a ton of books too, so I try not to be too hard on myself. But I definitely, definitely enjoy them, and they have a really good payoff. But I do get frustrated. I won't lie, because <laughs> like, I mm -hmm. some people it just like clicks with them, and I feel like they understand it a lot easier than I do. Same. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was just interested in um, hearing your perspective on that because I don't hear a lot of other perspectives, just us. So. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm so I'm reading every other month. One month I'm reading a marathon book, and the, the next month I'm reading a Wheel of Time. Um, oh, so oh like, you're really so on the fun. journey, man. That's <laughs> a <laughs> dosage. Yeah. Wheel of Time is so much easier. Wheel of Time is like a piece of cake to understand, though, compared to Malazan. So it's not. There's so is it? I've I've never read. I've heard it described as excruciatingly boring for a very long so time. I'm on the eighth book right now, Path of Daggers, and I would currently rate it two stars. That is about, like, I've heard people say you gotta get to book eight, and that's a sentence that just, like, hurts me. Well, I th it isn't like, the, yeah, I feel like, the I read five of them, and then you know more than us, Brent, but, like, uh, my understanding is there's, like, a lull in the middle, a, yeah. a slog, something like this. But it goes from seven, eight, nine, and ten, I think, so there's four books in the slog, they call and so I'm like, that's hmm. a lot of words to not, but I guess the yeah. payoff at the end is good, so <laughs> we'll mm. see. Yeah, that's one thing I'm pretty suspicious about sometimes, you know. I, that to me feels like people will do that with video games sometimes. And yeah, I, that's what I was like. I, I cannot trust them at all. It's like, well, you got to play the first 30 hours and then the yeah. game really opens yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's I, like, I, I, what, I, what, what do you think I got going on with my life? Do you mean? Here, here's the, the blasphemy, I guess. I'm I'm not a Brandon Sanderson fan. I, I think he's the mm. right good books, but and he's not a favorite of mine and people hate mm -hmm. me for it. He finished the series. And so I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be good. <laughs> mm. Yeah, he wrote what? Was it just the last book or was it the last? The last couple, wrote? I think. Three? At most three. But I'm not 100%. And when did, when? just, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't like super in the fantasy game until we started reading Malazan. And I, I wouldn't really even still say I'm super in the fantasy game. But, but Wheel of Time started in like the 90s, right? Oh, or like the yeah. 80s? Like a while I think ago. It's in, I, it did say 1990. I just Googled yeah. it. It's, there you go. It's, it's way old. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And then it's wild. Yeah. I think it's interesting. It's, it's, you know, I guess part of the premise of the show in the way I feel like a lot of the way I conceive of these books is in relationship to books like the Stormlight Archives, like Wheel of Time, like A Song of Ice and Fire. Do you mean because it's like so much trying it's like a i don't know it's like you know we're also doing the epic fantasy huge series these things you know so mm. i don't know it's kind of interesting i don't know but it's very anyway. postmodern pete 
very postmodern. Thank you, AJ. Um, uh, Sorry. Yeah, AJ, you can you cut it from the show. Don't leave leave it in the show. I agree, Brittany. Brandon Sanderson, a bit overrated. This is my official opinion. You know, yeah. some people on the internet a little too. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't think it's the worst thing ever. Just you know. I'll die on that hill. He's very. Uh, is this a thing we can or cannot? I like like vanilla, like bland, like kind of boring. Like, Fucking preach. Pleasing to a lot of people. Like I want dinosaurs with sword hands in my books. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, want, yeah. I want messed up stuff. This yeah. is this is your. I'm feeling the vibe and like this. Like listen, I obviously have critiqued the series sometimes. You know, but like for all its flaws, I feel it has like. You cannot say it's vanilla shit. Do you know I mean like mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. are we are out here on Steve Island and you cannot deny it, you know? Yeah. Like and that's and like I would rather be a hundred percent in like we're doing the weird shit tank than like I don't know, man, just sometimes, you know. You get yep. it. You get it. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh as you mentioned, I don't know if we really want to get into the whole thing, but I you know, AJ can cut it from the show if you want. But to respond to, you know, 30 minutes ago or whenever this came up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we I think we had a longer conversation about the assault itself, I think. And then our conversation about that scene in my memory, I think there was a lot of mixed interpretations about whether the scene mm-hmm. was about erasing her memory or like and whether that meant we were trying to like sidestep dealing with trauma and the actual issue do you mean mm-hmm. which i think I, I i in my memory i don't believe that's what the scene's about and i think there was mis there was a miscommunication all around on the show because i don't think that's what happens in yeah the book. i think pete i landed i land and and Brittany, i land where, where you guys did where it's like she was able to process all of these feelings and they're still there but she's able to like you know continue with her life, with these with these things still, you know, having happened to her and her having, you know, dealt with it. But it is kind of like she, uh, she's able to move forward. Like it's about processing, not erasure, yes. I think is. Yes. I just like that conversation in general, just because, as I said, it's something in my life where I have thought a million times. I've been through a lot of very traumatic things that have caused a lot mm-hmm. of issues in my life. And I think often like. Would you go back and take it out of your life if you could? And like mm-hmm. the answer I sat on is no, I would not because I like who mm-hmm. I am. But yeah. I I love any conversation around that, whether it's like right for a character to do it or not. Like I just like that topic being explored, I think. To see like the mm-hmm. consequences or the benefits of it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting to hear your point of view. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. Truly. <laughs> uh, that sounded a little facetious. I didn't mean I didn't mean for it to come off like that. No, but it's truly it, truly thank you. <laughs> it's because you raised your voice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. That's gonna do it for us today on the show. Um I'd like to thank Brittany for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And, yeah. you know, you should watch her YouTube videos. They're in <laughs> our description. They're, yeah. they're, on, they're at Books with Brittany. She talked to Steve. You can watch her talk to Steve with faces, like on mm-hmm. the video. You know, face videos. She also talks about books that aren't Malazan. <laughs> I've, I've, I've never heard might of, be I've, refreshing for you i've never heard of them aj you know. <laughs> so hey um we're wrapping up min- we're obviously this is our last midnight tides episode so we're gonna read the bone hunters um but it's gonna take like a hot sec to get there not like a super hot sec but a little bit longer than our normal off season because um aj mentioned earlier in the show aj is gonna be reading both gardens of the moon and Dead House Gates in prep for going in the second half of the series now that AJ's on the show full time. So um, mm. we just want to give a little bit more space for them to read the two books. So our off season will probably be a little bit longer. I'd have to check the schedule. We're shooting to start Bone Hunters in early April. We have uh, shows out most weeks, I think, is on the schedule. We'll tweet it. It'll be in the show. Um, and uh, next week is a spoiler cast, and then we roll into it, and then we're talking to Steve, of course, about Midnight Tides at the end of this whole thing. So without with that all out of the way, let us know what you think of the show at 10 Very Big Books, Twitter, Gmail. Um, thanks again for coming on the show, Brittany. Thank you. And I guess goodbye to my other co-hosts. Goodbye. Thank you, Brittany. Yeah, thanks. thanks Glad to be here. It was fun. <laughs> 
Hello, everybody. Producer AJ here, and I just ate some very good salmon. Thank you so much for listening to the Midnight Tides mailbag episode, and an extra special thanks to Books with Brittany for agreeing to come on the show. If you want to check out Brittany's YouTube channel, which you totally should, you can head on over to youtube.com slash books with Brittany or follow the link in our show notes. Thank you as well to everyone who submitted their questions and comments for this episode. Like Peter said, we didn't get to all of them, but pretty soon we'll be doing some sort of what we've been calling a halfway Q&A uh, with the four of us. So some of your questions will be used there as well. Uh, more info about that in the coming weeks. So please keep an eye on our Twitter at 10 Very Big Books. Also, if you'd like to give us your thoughts or feelings about this or any of our episodes, you can always email us 10 Very Big Books at gmail.com or you can head on over to our Discord bit.ly slash VBB Discord. That's capital V, capital B, capital B, capital D. Discord, that link will also be in the show notes. Uh, of course, thank you to all of our wonderful patrons over on our Patreon. If you'd like to contribute to the show, you can head to patreon.com slash 10 very big books. That link will also be in the show notes. And also keep in mind, we won't be reading new patron names on air in the off season. So be ready for a super list in the first episode of book six. And as always, thank you so very much to Dan Gesrick for making our spectacular logo. You can follow him on Twitter at Dan Gesrick for a tweet for Lurie. And of course, the wonderful music in today's episode is by the one and only Amaranthan from their album The New Romantic, which you can find along with Simulant Rain and their other music on Bandcamp.com. Links to their pages will be in the show notes, and 10 Very Big Books will be back next week on March 5th with the Midnight Tide spoiler cast uh, with two very special guests, uh, the counselor of Moonspawn and Ruthann Bad. Uh, we're extremely excited to have them on the show. I'll talk to you then, and thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.